I could spin around with the still inside. I was like, wow, she's really talented. How does one do that? Hey, you're listening to the Sweet Pasta Experience. I'm your host, Sweet Pasta, a.k.a. The Princess Ho. And this podcast is for all the princess hoes and the men that love us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Princess hoes and homies, it's Sweet Pasta, a.k.a. The Princess Ho. Thank y'all so much for listening to my podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe, leave a review, share the podcast with the homie, all of that. You can listen to the podcast on any and all the podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. So on today's episode, we are talking about the baddest, the diamond princess, the queen of Miami. Yes, Trina. And we're talking about how she has influenced me and has helped me become a better podcaster. Recently, over this weekend, Trina has been circulating all over social media. She was on NPR's Tiny Desk Concert. And she was featured on Louder Than a Riot, which is NPR's music hip hop podcast. So I have a question from one of my sweeties, Sweet Pasta. Hey, why is your podcast and many women podcasters so sexual? Women complain about men only wanting them for sex in their bodies, yet many women, including you, attract sexual attention to yourself. Women podcasters are acting like female rappers nowadays, using sex in their body to make up for the talent they lack. Oh, so what you're saying is you don't like my podcast. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. It's all good. (laughs) You can stop listening if you want. Uh, So I would say for myself a Sweet Pasta, I make sexual based content as a way to liberate myself, as a way to show my confidence because sexuality is my truth. Many of my life experiences that have been transformative and also traumatic have been on account of one, my negative relationship with my body and two, my past sexual experiences. And as society, we've done a poor job at educating women on their bodies. Either we don't give them information or we just shame them and we just tell them, do what you got to do, be as pretty as possible, tiny as possible, so a man can think you're pretty so you can get his approval. And whenever we make a decision that goes against what society wants, we're shamed for it. Yet we don't have that much empowering information for us. And I know for myself as Sweet Pasta, when I was younger, I almost killed myself, took away my life, committed suicide because I didn't, I I was slut shamed and I didn't have a healthy relationship when it came to the topic of sex. Like I was just told don't have sex until marriage. And it wasn't until seeing women in the hip-hop industry that I began to appreciate myself and value myself and feel understood and represented because of their sexual representation them being sex symbols in the media I couldn't relate to other women role models that were presented to me it was the women in hip-hop who made me feel seen and heard and that I wasn't less than just because I want to get my freak on. So as a podcaster, I do the same for women out there. I'm the woman I wish existed when I was 14, 15 years old. Someone who was intelligent, articulate, and was confident in her body and her sexuality. So that's why I do my podcast to create the content that I that I do. So if you're tired of women being so sexual, whether it be through hip hop <laughs> or podcasts or what have you, one Let's create a world where women are less sexualized. Let's give women attention for things other than our bodies, our physical appearance, because when you're in a female anatomy, you're reminded through your body, either you're hypersexualized or you're reminded how ugly you are and how no one will want to have sex with you. And yeah, and let's have healthier conversations about sex in women's bodies instead of just shaming women and telling them not to have sex. This actually makes me think of my relationship <laughs> with different 
women in the hip-hop industry as sex symbols. But before we jump into the episode, you know, we got to do the word of the day. So today's word is trailblazer. According to Google, trailblazer means a person who is the first to do something that other people do later. And the reason I chose this word is when it comes to freaky music, sex appeal, Trina definitely is a trailblazer for women in hip hop and just women in general to be the baddest, being bad chicks and really owning their sexuality. So backstory with me and Trina, definitely slow to the Trina party. I grew up with a strict Christian mama, old school. We were not allowed to listen to hip hop. So my first introduction to Trina was through my cousin when he would come over and watch videos on BET. I remember him watching the Be All Right video. It was Trina Ludacris. He just thought it was so funny in the music video where the woman, she farts in the pool. And I'm just looking at my cousin like, you're immature, this is stupid. So fast forward a bit. It's eighth grade, about 2006, and I'm watching a music countdown on BT. Y'all remember back in the day when they had all those music videos? And Nan Nigga came on as like a throwback countdown. And I'm watching this video, and I was just impressed and in awe. Like, wow, she's so nasty. She's so vocal and articulate. She's going toe-to-toe with this man saying nasty things. I was like, oh, I like this Trina lady. This is a vibe. And plus the beat, it was real good. I was like, okay, I could dig it. And then that's when I became more aware of Trina in the music industry. So about 2008, I'm in high school, started getting my freak on. And I remember one of my girlfriends had showed me, look back at it. And she was like, oh, Trina came out this new song and I'm hearing the lyrics and I'm vibing with them. You know, I got an ass so big like the sun. And when she said, I could spin around with the still inside, I was like, wow. She's really talented. How does one do that? I was like, I got to try that out. <laughs> and then other songs that she was coming out with at the time, I remember her doing Mike Chick Bad remix with Luda and Five Star Chick remix with Yo Gotti. And then hands down, some of my favorite Trina songs, Pull Over, mm, Little Chocolate Men on the Beach. Mm. And then Take It to the House, definitely got some flow on that. But hands down, favorite, favorite, favorite Trina song is uh, when she did Right There, the remix with Shingy, oh, she, that's what she sounded the sexiest. And she just mastered that St. Louis Er accent. Mm-mm, mm-mm, go Trina. And plus in the video, just the, her shape, how she, ooh, she had the little shelf on her and them black capris, ooh. So when thinking about my podcast, The Sweet Pasta Experience, uh, I think about Trina and how she has helped me improve my confidence and just understanding how to be a better podcaster. Because as I mentioned earlier in this episode, Trino's recently featured on Tiny Desk Concert. So I went into a rabbit hole researching her some more, really learning about her background, how she came up in the industry. Because she's been in the industry for over two decades. Yeah, over two decades. So the first thing Trina has taught me is one person's nasty is another person's inspiration. So I'm not going front. Sometimes at Sweet Pasta... I get insecure about being a sex symbol because I take women's leadership super seriously. I understand the power of being a woman who's older and there's younger women looking up to me. But Trina just reminded me that freakiness is an inspiration to women. Like women want to be freaky. So for those of you who don't know, Trina got into the game at 98 because Trick Daddy wanted her on his song, Nan Nigga. She was not checking for hip hop. She wanted to go into real estate. So after she did the song, it became a hit, especially all over Miami. And even at his birthday, she realized how powerful she was as a brand and how powerful the song was. Because on his birthday, he had performed a song 
and her friends wanted her to perform on stage, but she was just super shy, eyes closed, just stood still. And when it came for her verse, the women in the audience knew the song lyric for lyric. And then in that moment, that's when Trina realized like, oh, I'm powerful. I'm the baddest. Like I could really do something with this music hip hop career. Like women look up to me. They admire me. And if you look at some of her other interviews, she talks about how she's just in awe and just loves her audience. She was surprised that like, look back at it, even though she did not want to do that song, it was her biggest hit of her career and how she would travel all over the world. And even people, women who didn't even know English knew her lyrics word for word and just singing those nasty lyrics so confidently, like with no shame. Like she knew that her having a sexual brand and just her being herself, being Trina was a big deal. And then even myself, like I know her impact because (laughs) my boss, who's 10 years older than me, I was telling her how much I love Cardi B. And she was like, just so you know, Trina's the original. She's the baddest none of these female rappers would be out here if it wasn't for Trina. And then just living in Miami, talking to different women, women younger than me, women my age, just saying, wow, Trina, it, she the queen of Miami, blah, 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 blah. Like people just are in love with her, but especially in Miami. So with my podcast and myself, like I'll admit, I've been fearful and doubtful about misleading women, but something that Trina reminds me of is that women want to be freaky. They want to suck dick. They want to get their back blown out they want to be rearranged like a rubik's cube do geometry in a bed so myself a sweet pasta similar to what trina does is like i can do more good than harm when it comes to my sexual representation me as a sex symbol like i need to step into that leadership and let women know it's okay to be freaky like create that safe space create that that community and then even if there are women who don't want to be freaky like me sweet pasta or trina like there are women who will want to be freaky vicariously similar to like when I listen to hip-hop music I know nothing about the streets but I like to pretend like I'm slinging dope and I'm I'm tough when I listen to male rappers there are women who will just appreciate the artistic expression the talent that I have and just their imagination like they ain't gonna do nothing freaky they ain't gonna bust it wide open but they can pretend that they're freaky that they're uninhibited through my content the second thing that Trina has taught me is that a man can help you but you don't need him to make you So in the Louder Than a Riot podcast, Trick Daddy was featured. It wasn't just Trina on the episode. He had mentioned that, oh, I'm the reason Trina exists. Like I helped her career. And they even included a snippet from Love and Hip Hop Miami where he said, there'll be no Trina without Trick. But Trina has said on multiple occasions, multiple interviews that she loves Trick like a brother. She always acknowledges him. Slip aside records are important, but she's the reason she's successful. Yes. Trick introduced her to hip-hop, but she's the one who has maintained her success. She's the one who studied hip-hop, practiced the art, learned how to write songs, lyrics. She's the one that's networked with people in the industry, got the features, showed up on the tours, did all the interviews. She's the one and the reason why she has six albums over 25 years in the game. And not only that, but she has many other opportunities. She has a podcast coming out. She mentors rappers. She has her own record label. And she has a nonprofit, Diamond Dolls. She has Trina Day in Miami. Like it's like a, what is it? It's like a, uh, what's that thing called? A block party. A block party to get back to Miami, get back to Libby City where she's from. And a voting day. Like she's really involved in the community. She's not just a pretty face and a rapper. Like she wants to get back. 
So yes, Trick has helped her out, helped her get that exposure, that mentorship, that guidance, but she's really the one who has expanded and made her career. And I really appreciate listening to her perspective specifically on the the podcast interview, Louder Than a Riot, because part of my history with the Sweet Pasta experience, like I wish, I wish, I wish I can include someone in a narrative who was special to me at the time. Like I had feelings for this individual and I want to include them because, you know, as women, we want to have a hero. You know, we want to have that Bonnie and Clyde type of thing that just that masculine energy. It was sad that him and I, we don't talk anymore. We just don't. And one of my girlfriends, she had to have a girl stand up moment with me and remind me like, girl, why are you trying to give him the credit for your podcast? Yeah, he may have made a suggestion, but you've been talking about this podcast. You've been talking about one in the talk show. And I had to remind myself like, okay, he may have made the suggestion, encouraged me to do the podcast, but I'm the one in the studio. I'm the one writing the scripts. I'm the one spending the money. I'm the one doing the research. I'm the one editing. He just made a suggestion. So I had to remind myself through Trina's interview that, okay, a man may have offered a little support, you know, a little push, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that maintained the the success. And just the way Trick acted in that interview, oh, it just made me very grateful for sharing the story and really focusing on me and my success, not putting so much light on, oh, a man helped me with this. Nah, Sweet Pasta got it out the bud. I want all the credit because, ooh, it's just, Trick was just so tacky with it. Like, ugh, humble yourself. And the third way Trina has helped my podcast is by the final way Trina has taught me about podcasting is trust your creative vision your creative vision is most important so in the early 2000s year 2000 Trina came out with her first album the baddest and then afterwards the second album was diamond princess and trick has said in an interview he did not approve of Trina going into the the lane of diamond princess he said everyone could be a bad chick everyone could be a bad bitch you know whether you got a lot of money you doing fraud you you work at the post office like anyone could be a bad chick but everyone can't be a diamond princess he did not approve of it and in his interviews you can tell that he didn't approve of her having other influences outside of slip aside outside of trick himself like he he wanted more attention on us the we, the team-minded, and he felt as though Trina was being led to doing things on her own, having her own success. With Trina, she knew, she wanted to be true to herself. She was like, yeah, I'm the baddest, but I'm also, I like diamonds, I like glitter, I like sparkly. And not even just that, but just throughout her career, she wanted to experiment, explore, and evolve, not just be known as a sex symbol, getting her freak on. And she just wanted different content, different brand, so she came out with songs I remember some of her hits, Here We Go with Kelly Rowland, Here We Go, Here We Go Again, and then also Single Again, songs that would resonate with her women, her female audience, but isn't so sexual. And with that, hearing that from Trina, I was super proud of her. The fact that Trick was salty, that she became, she evolved into the Diamond Princess, not just the baddest. It just reminded me as a creative, as someone who is super ideas oriented, Trust your creative process. You know, there's people when it has come to the sweet pasta brand, they do not like how sexual I am. I remember one of my 
who I thought was my friend. He was like, I mean, you know, sex appeals, but I think you could talk about something different. And just me being stubborn about filming the podcast on video, I'll get to it. But when I'm ready, I'm ready. You know, I feel like podcasts should be audio, not videos. Like if you have a video podcast, it should just be a YouTube channel, but whatever. Anyways, uh, something I have to learn and embrace is that it's okay to take advice and suggestions, but at the end of the day, I need to trust myself more. I need to trust my decision-making process and I need to trust my creative process more because there's been times where I was anxious, didn't know what to do, that I want to hit up ex-boo things, you know, other poppies and be like, um, what should I do? What should I do? Because I've shared my podcast with them and they love and I know they adore me, but I had to check myself. I was like, pasta, you don't need their validation. You are it. You've been doing the work. You've been public speaking since you were 14. You are creative. You are hardworking. You know how to organize things. And I'm stepping into the mantra, you know more than you think you know. I've been doing this podcast before they came into my lives. Like, as I mentioned before, I'm the one who came up with the the podcast format, the songs, the music, the themes, the content, all of that. Like, I've been doing bad by myself. Like, I don't need external validation. Like, I got this. I'm cold. Cold as ever. So, Thank you for Trina for reminding me like to trust my creative vision. Like other people's suggestions are cool, but I know what I'm doing. I I got this. So what can we learn? First things first, to all my princess hoes pride. The first P of Princess Hotivity, you know, thinking about Trina and her brand, talk that talk. I just admired how confident she is when it comes to sex appeal. And also I'm proud of her for talking about in her interview when it came to love and hip hop, how she set clear boundaries. She was like, it's my way or the highway. We're going to talk about my music career. We're going to talk about me getting this money, being about my business. Ain't no drama, no drinks splashing in my face. Y'all not going to get into my personal life. So I want us to adopt that same posture as Trina. We can call the shots. We can set those boundaries. We can say what we want. And if we're dissatisfied, we're going to walk away. And then when it comes to our sexuality, similar thing. Our pleasure. Let's get some money. We're getting our freak on. We're not just going to have sex with any and everybody. And we're not going to let people shame us for wanting us to get, for us want to get our freak on. Secondly, priorities, princess hoes. In one of her songs with Trina, she had mentioned, that's my attitude. And in the course, it said money over everything. That's my attitude. And of course, one of her biggest hits, the baddest, she said, don't be a dumb hoe. So princess hoes, get your freak on. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But get your bag, get a coin from getting your freak on. And lastly, patience, princess hoes. Trina has had success over the past 25 years. She has had this success because she has constantly been working. That's how she has gotten her respect through the visibility and the consistency. In one of her interviews, she has said that she has stayed relevant because she was still going on tour when she didn't have an album out. So princess hoes, myself included, the name of the game, longevity, consistency, just, just keep grinding Put your art out there, try new things, but just, just play the long game, the steady game. And then to my fellas, the men, first things first, can we not slut shame women? <laughs> Understand that creative expression, sexual expression is different from reality. And that yes, there are women who want to get their freak on, but just because you're freaky and sexual does not mean you have a chance with her. Just saying. And can we learn to see women as multifaceted? Yeah, there are women, myself included, who want to be rearranged like a Rubik's Cube. But I also want to do intellectual activities like a puzzle, 
I want to learn how to play chess. Read a book with somebody with their thumb in my booyo. And then secondly, when it comes to helping women, be humble with it. Because I know there's a lot of men who feel as though women are emasculating them. But as I mentioned earlier, how Trick Daddy sometimes treats Trina really misogynistic, reminds her like, hey, I made you. That's why some women are afraid of spending time with men, asking men for help. Because there are men who remind you of what he's done for you. So if you want to help a woman, a princess home, just be humble about it. Just be humble about it. And build that trust with her so she can know that you, you're not going to lack integrity and throw it in her face. So yeah, that's my podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe to all my social medias. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Sweet Pasta. EXP on all those social media platforms.